Coming up on today's show, NXT moves to Tuesday. We tell you why today is a historic day in wrestling. WrestleMania updates. RVD is in the Hall of Fame. A look at the New Japan Cup USA edition and tonight's wrestling lineups. Tomorrow's Dynamite and MLW lineups. Travis attempts full gear 2019 trivia and more on this episode of the Daily Wrestling News Show. This is the Daily Wrestling News for March 30th, 2021. We are powered by the Eastern Observer. My name is Ryan Joy, and I'm coming to you live from Minutes to Bell Time Studios on the beautiful treasure coast of the Sunshine State. And I'm joined by Travis Severance. Travis, how are you? I'm great. Live from the Flower City, Rochester, New York, upstate New York, beautiful sunshine, and lots of construction outside. We have so much to get into today. Um, So I think we need to uh, ring the bell and get started without delay. Uh, So let's do it. Holy crap, NXT's moving to Tuesday. Hooray! It's uh, one of the like the most anticipated announcements that we've had in wrestling all year, I think. like We all thought it was coming, but then there's been a couple of false starts. Oh, it's not coming. It's NXT is officially moving to Tuesdays. Impact is officially moving to Thursdays. We have wrestling every night now. Um, but Wednesday night's a little less busy, so that's great. Yeah, it is, and I think this is good for both brands, really. I think AEW, obviously, is going to see an increase in viewers, and I think NXT is going to have – they're going to have their own day of the week, um, and that's good for Triple H and good for the talent at NXT. I'm happy that they're going to have their own time to go up and head-to-head. And, like, you know what? Internally, it'll be interesting to see their numbers and compare those to Raw and SmackDown as well um, because I think that – I mean, it's the – most enjoyable WWE product that they're putting out for me as a wrestling fan. So I'm, I'm excited to see what they do on Tuesday night. I think a lot of people are going to say that this is NXT losing the Wednesday night war or whatever, but I don't, I don't really view it that way. I think there were a lot of pieces in the back that were working towards, um, you know, their move to Tuesday. I don't think that's a related decision, Um, but certainly AEW had the better of the ratings for the last year. But, but ultimately now I think both companies are, are getting new challenges, right? Like NXT should be bringing in close to raw type of numbers and AEW, they don't, they're running unopposed. So they should be doing the same. Right. I mean, interesting. You're going to not compare AEW to NXT. You're going to be comparing NXT to raw, AEW to raw, to SmackDown. All these things are, you know, the the level, the playing field is level. Yeah. I mean, WWE did, both of these moves for business reasons, right? They didn't do anything for non-business reasons. It's business first and it's everything else second, right? It wasn't by mistake that they decided to take NXT off a of network and plop it right on top of AEW, right? So, and it's the same thing with this situation. They had to move because of the sports issue. So they're moving to Tuesday nights. Um, I don't think that they're excited about AEW growth. They kind of had that check position there with, with NXT there, which didn't hurt them because it was a growing brand and things like that. So yeah, it absolutely gloves are off now. I don't think it was, I think the war was created when the show was moved. And I think it wasn't much of a war because God, in the time that they ran head to head, I think there was only maybe three times or four times that NXT ratings were higher than AEW. So that's not really much of a war, but you got a flagship program versus a development program regardless of how good the quality is on both of them. Now they've got their own separate nights. Now we can compare week to week. Now, obviously, TV viewership, 
what's going on in the rest of the world on Tuesdays and Wednesday nights are going to vary in terms of sports world and news and stuff. But in general, yep, we're going to have a toe-to-toe comparison now. You know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, Al brings up the whole NBC Sports Network. Yes, that's that's what I was alluding to in the fact that there was other reasons. Um, but they're only the, neither company ever declared war, right? There was, so there was battling over ratings or whatever that night, but now everybody's got to perform. And Correct. Like you said, it's it's a spotlight for everybody that they didn't necessarily have. Everybody should get new fans out of this, and it'll be really interesting. So, well, it's interesting. The only and I'll say this because I know you need to move on. But the nice thing about this is, if AEW was going to do reactionary programming, they've got Raw and they've got NXT in the can before they end up going live on their non-tape versions of their show. Right. So yeah. if they decide to do reaction, reactionary stuff the way that Nitro used to do when WWE Raw was taped, they've got that opportunity because they're in the, you know, they're they're in the, they're on the dealer's button as far as it goes for rotation. So your your dogs are gonna take out that MJF scarf here. <laughs> she she really enjoys it. It's okay. It's Burberry. Stop. All right. So um so that's obviously the biggest news. We're not going to talk about anything else today that's as important as that. That was the most important news story, but there's still a lot of great stuff to talk about, including today is a really important day in, res- in wrestling history. And I don't know if everybody would necessarily look at March 30th and, and know that, but it is the anniversary of Ric Flair's retirement match at WrestleMania 24 and the anniversary of Steve Austin's retirement match at WrestleMania 19. So 24 and 19 both occurred today. Those are both loaded shows. We did. Uh, we actually aired a couple of weeks ago, uh, retrospective on both of them. So yeah, yeah, both great shows, both great wrestlers. I mean, all time greats, right? Yes. I mean, so on 24, Ric Flair lost his retirement match. CM Punk won Money in the Bank. Randy Orton shocked the world and defended the WWE Championship against Triple H and John Cena. Big Show versus Floyd Mayweather. Undertaker beat Edge. It was a great, great show. On 19, yes, it was Austin's last match. It's also where Brock Lesnar did that crazy shooting star press when almost broke his neck, uh, and he won the WWF Championship against Kurt Angle. Shawn Michaels returned to WrestleMania after his long hiatus. You know, he hadn't been at WrestleMania since 14. Triple H and Booker T and that kind of controversial storyline there. Uh, and Undertaker had a high handicap match in the uh, the opening uh it wasn't the opening match, but early in the show. So, sure. So, twenty-four and nineteen, really interesting, really uh, important historical markers in WWE William, and also, I mean, Ric Flair and Steve Austin. And just for fun, in twenty twelve, Adam Pearce lost the NWA World Championship to Adam Cole today. Well, and we see how that went for both of their two careers. One went to administrative, the other one to undisputed era. So, absolutely. So um, let's go ahead and get into the official news segment of the show. Today's news is brought to you by the Body Slam Brigade newsletter. Each week I compile the week's top stories into an easy-to-read newsletter that's broken up by company. Nearly 4,000 people get the newsletter every week. In addition to the top stories, the newsletter keep you up to date on everything that's going on. So uh, sign up now at bodyslambrigade.com. It is free. So here's the news. We talked about it earlier. Rob Van Dam in the Hall of Fame. It's another one of those uh, announcements that we were just kind of all waiting for it to happen. We we assumed when his impact contract ran out, 
that he was going to go to WWE, and then we all heard he was going in Hall of Fame, but they delayed the announcement. Um, yeah, and he kind of shot it out as soon as he could, right? Like he leaked it before anybody else sort of did, and they they had kind of slow rolled a bunch of the other ones, whether it was the Undertaker phone call to Kane or the different ones that you saw in other ways where they like they're making a big deal out of the announcements now, and I think that's very cool. Like you get a nice segment out of it. However, they decided to do it with their media and stuff, and that's nice to see. I mean, the Bischoff one was really good and stuff. So yeah, like. You know, WWE was kind of the last to announce that Rob Van Dam was getting into the duct- into the Hall of Fame. Like, I read it the first time, and I'm like, ah, this is probably Rob just being Rob. We'll see. Like, he's trying to put some backdoor pressure on him, and yeah, it's 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 fine that he's getting in. Like, I don't know. I like RVD had a great WWE run, but that's not where I saw RVD as a wrestler. Like, RVD as a wrestler was an ECW original and that kind of stuff. So, um, it's good that he's getting in. Um, I'm probably not the biggest Rob Van Dam fan. Fair enough. Fair enough. But but he is he is getting in. So RVD, Kane, Great Kali, Molly Holly, and Eric Bischoff, 2021 class so far. Um, news coming out of Monday Night Raw last night. Um, I'm going to boil the, the whole show down into what I think about four headlines. Um, the Hurt Business has broken up. Bobby Lashley... Uh, kicked out Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. To their credit, they did go out fighting. So, sure. You know, I hopefully I'll get the. I've got my vintage Hurt Business poster up here. I try to put some WWE swag in my studio setup here. Now I've got a vintage thirty dollar Hurt Business poster that I ordered two weeks ago. So I think WWE probably takes a look at what I'm buying. And they know that sometimes I'm bag on what they do. So they're just going to squash anything that I care about. So sorry to hear that. Shayna Baszler, who I just got a shirt for, Finn Balor, and Randy Orton. Your careers are over, basically. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's that's likely to be what, what happens next. So I guess Karrion Cross is going to beat Finn Balor. Uh, Shayna Baszler won't get a WrestleMania match. And who was your other person? It's Randy Orton. Sorry, you're going to oh, yeah. die. He's going to die. That's, uh, that's literally what Alexa Bliss said last night. So... Um, added to WrestleMania's card this year, Matt Riddle versus Sheamus for the United States Championship. Uh, I think we all kind of saw that coming when we saw the non-title of match announcements. So uh, Sheamus did beat him last night uh, with a knee strike. Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon is a cage match. That makes sense considering all the outside interference from Elias and Jackson Riker and stuff like that. So that's that's the updated uh, stipulation for that match. And then next week, we have Rhea Ripley and Asuka versus Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. And I'm still thinking that there's going to be something funky with that Rhea Ripley and Asuka match. I don't think it's going to be a straight one-on-one match. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. That's that's It's too bad. Here we see the, you know, the champion with the contender in a match against the tag team women's champions again. And I don't think titles over. are on the line either. We'll see what happens with that. Like... I don't know, maybe Shayna will get thrown in the mix. That would be interesting to me, but I'd rather just see Rhea versus Asuka straight up. But maybe it's a situation where they want it to go for a little longer. So they want to throw somebody in the ring to take the pin versus, you know, running it down the one time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Former WWE backstage personality Charlie Caruso, now with ESPN full-time. Yep, going the way of Jonathan Coachman. Good luck, Charlie. That means we'll see her back in a few years. So. <laughs> John Cena's uh, and Nicole Byer host the Wipeout Revival, and that new show debuts on April 1st on TBS. So. WWE has filed for a trademark for Gauntlet Eliminator. 
So uh, if you if that concept ends up being great, don't expect to see it called that anywhere else. <laughs> A&E and WWE are doing free screenings of the new biography series in six select cities. So you can catch that in Houston, Memphis, Detroit, Indianapolis, Atlanta, and Philadelphia. It's a one-night deal at the drive-in movies. So that could be kind of cool. So look it up if you're in one of those, one of those cities. Um, Travis, you have something to announce here. New segment, baby. So uh -huh. our opening got a little bit different here. Ryan's always trying to evolve the programming and keep everything fresh and up to date. I'm minutes to bell, bell time um, in our daily wrestling show here. So I'm going to be debuting a new segment. I don't want to give too many spoilers about it, but next week you're going to get to see a new segment from us here. Um, and uh, it should be a fun, fun time. All right. All right. So a little, little teaser, make sure you tune back in on Tuesday next week to uh and, and Travis is going to run the segment. I, I might, you know, play a little music or something, but it's, it's, it's going to be his deal. I'll have to put a clock up there so he doesn't take the whole time. Though. Yeah, hopefully my creative is okay. <laughs> we have a uh, new IWGP World Championship belt. Not <laughs> champion himself, but here is uh, – I'm putting up on the screen for so for those on audio that they can't see it um, – the new championship belt is sort of like a like a shield. Kind of looks like Legend of Zelda shield type of thing. Um, it's the gold divas belt. Okay. <laughs> you got to shoot on this thing. It looks hideous. It's very weird looking. If you haven't seen it, it's worth your time. They've kind of got the Dark Order eye in the middle of it, and I don't even know what to do with this thing. Um, <laughs> as a fan of New Japan stuff, whoever constructed this Gundam head belt Phew, boy. Yeah, no, I, don't, I, don't I don't love it, but it's different. And I didn't actually see the Divas, divas look until people... Oh, it was the first me, thing that I... It's uh, the butterfly wings, and I'm like, oh, they encrusted it in gold. To me, I, I, I immediately thought it was a shield. So. Okay. Well, that's new. Yeah. So, new championship belt. Can't wait to talk to John DeCani tomorrow about that. He is a belt guy. So. Mm-hmm. Hey, we uh, broke news on MinutesToBellTime.com yesterday. Uh, this weekend, down here in Florida, Coastal Championship Wrestling Women's Champion Marina Tucker is defending against the Brazilian Wonder Woman, Christy Janes, this weekend at Bash at the Brew. We've had a ton of the CCW folks on the, sh on the show on Mondays and whatnot, and uh, this, is a, this is a great match. I'm really looking forward to, uh, to going and seeing it live, so I'm glad I got to make the announcement for them and uh, look forward to the match. Let's go Christy too. Everybody else is cheering for Marina. I'm going to give Christy a little bit of heat. It's unlike you because Marina Tucker is definitely the heel. I know. She's certainly the heel, but I don't know. The Brazilian wonder can, I'm going to take her. <laughs> okay. Uh, she will not be happy to hear that. So nope. she's listening. Expect to comment to roll in any second. <laughs> That's fine. All right. So I want to talk about the new Japan cup USA bracket. Pull it up here. Uh, everything, you know, over time, we've had a bunch of qualifying matches to determine our Elite Eight here for the New Japan Cup USA. Uh, Clark Connors versus Leo Rush in the opening round, as well as Brody King versus Chris Dickinson, Ren Narita versus Tom Lawler, and Hikaleo versus Fred Rosser. Travis, looking at these eight names, knowing that the winner is going to face John Moxley, any thoughts on who you would most like to see come out winning? So... I thought about this bracket a lot. 
and I think that it's going to kind of spell the direction that Strong is going to go in. So we've got a whole bunch of people on this show that are also featured in other shows as well in prolific yep. roles. And like, what are they going to stay with? So I, I kind of got caught in between the, do I think the bracket's going to go where they're going to have the best wrestling? Or is this something where they're going to try to express the stars that are New Japan strong? And I'm not sure. I think what the results of this are going to be very telling as far as the direction that they're going to go into kind of the, the real season that they're going to have versus these pre-taped matches. Um, so there's some interesting people. Uh, it, they're all good quality wrestlers. Um, I think I think we're going to see, you know, a David and Goliath on the left side of the bracket. I think we're going to see Leo Rush beat Clark Connors here, and I think we're going to see Brody King. Well, actually, in the Brody King versus Chris Dickinson match, both of those guys are kind of enormous. Brody King is the largest man in, in strong by, by miles. And that's usually the case. Most rooms that he walks into, he's like a heavier set Braun Strowman sort of. Um, so I think we're going to see Brody King versus Leo rush. And then on the other side of it, I think we're going to see probably Tom Lawler. And then the Hikaleo Fred Rosser is, is kind of the coin toss. Hikaleo is the one, you know, Hikaleo is a new Japan guy. And so is Renarita. So there's a bunch of different ways that this thing can get booked, which is me. It, it, it's a hard thing to call. I mean, I, you know, the first thing that I saw was Lawler versus Rush in the finals because that'll be just a good match. But got Rush over in one place. We got Lawler over in another place. I'm not sure what it does for the New Japan Strong brand versus, you know, maybe we're going to see Brody King, who's not really signed anywhere, um, move into this role. But then we saw Brody King and we saw uh, Chris Dickinson together in ROH. So yeah. what kind of weird <laughs> it is a, it is a hell of a bracket to try to call and to see i i'm interested because it's all good matches so we're going to get to see those we're going to see the first round in one night which is great because that's an additional match on strong that we don't normally get there's a little bit of preview this week with some different matches and stuff so it'll be really interesting to see where they decide to go with this thing in terms of the finishes and the story that they tell and i think what we're going to see come out of this is a foundation of this is who we're going to move forward with, with strong. Um, as far as who I'd like to see against Moxley, I'd love to see Bro Moxley Brody King. I think that would be a super interesting match just because of the size differences there. Leo Rush Moxley is interesting to me too, because they up down. I think Tom Lawler versus Moxley is just a, you know, two guys smashing each other's face in. And then you could see Fred Rosser or Hikaleo fighting him in a good match as well. So, I think the outcomes are are, are going to be really really interesting, de depending on what they what they decide to go with this. Let me give you my take. So, um, Leo Rush, Tom Lawler, both MLW guys. I don't think you're going to see them go all the way, but I think they get through the first round. Uh, Brody King, Chris Dickinson, both on our wage. Not necessarily a deal breaker, but I think Brody King or Leo Rush are probably going to make it to the finals on that side. On the other side, Fred Rosser, he's on NWA. He's challenging for the television championship over there uh, tonight, actually. And so I'm thinking Hikaleo comes all the way through this thing. He's like there. He is the new Japan guy in this in this tournament, besides Clark Connors and Ren Narita, who are just barely out of the dojo. So, right. so I think Hikaleo comes away because they can they can build around him and rely on him to hold that belt until they get the or hold that briefcase until they get to the Moxley match. Yep. I think that would be, that would be perfectly fine. Hikaleo obviously is, is one of Haku's kids. So there's lineage there as well. He's, you know, part of GOD original with the, with the three way over there with, you know, both the Tamas and um, that would be, a, that would be a good match as well. And, and Moxley would be up for it. Yeah. 
Okay, we're going to get to AEW in a second, but there is one more New Japan um, thing to talk about, and that's this weekend. They have their next big show. We talked about it a, a week or so ago at the conclusion of the New Japan Cup, but uh, to remind people, Kota Ibushi will be defending that new beautiful belt that they just brought into existence against Will Ospreay. That match should be amazing. We've seen it before. Um, and then I also have Sho and Yo. They're challenging for the IWGP Junior Championships against El Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanemaru. That's This is Yo's return match, uh, or his big return, I should say. And then you have that, that mystery out there of who is going to be the new member of the Empire. You got Shingo Takagi, Sonata, and Naito facing Cobb, Great Okan, and a mystery. So... So that'll be interesting too, and it, there's an outside chance too that maybe they throw us a swerve, and we we're building to a Jay White Tanahashi match as well. Um, so that who knows what we'll see from that, but they've been certainly pounding each other back and forth a lot lately. So, and, yeah. and New Japan was off all of last week. Imagine that they were yeah. just off from the 22nd through the 29th, and they didn't have any shows. They just gave the wrestlers a full week off and did nothing. Got to be lovely. It's, a, it's it's their schedule is so uh, different than what we would expect out of the you know United States promotions where U.S. we have Raw every week, we have SmackDown every week, we have Dynamite every week. We know they're on Wednesday, we know they're on Friday. Um, NXT's on Tuesday now, and Impact's on Thursday. So, but anyway, we know when that they're going to happen. In New Japan, it's basically a loop. They do yep. loops, and you know they have big shows that they build to. Um, each month, yep. and then they have road two shows, which are essentially your house shows, and you and you have tag yep. matches around whatever the card is at the big show. So. Yeah, this morning we were back in in Japan again, so the Japan the next couple of shows that brings us through to Sakura Genesis, which should be a hell of a show. Um, a bunch of really good matches in there. We'll get to see who the surprise Empire person is, which will be I'm excited because I'm an Empire guy, so. We'll yeah, and the uh, as we know, the forbidden portal is open, so it's really could be wide any- open. Could be anybody. Yep. Yeah. All right, on back through the forbidden portal, come back from Japan into the United States, down to Jacksonville. We have a house show coming up Friday the ninth, and we have a card for that house show. Uh, AEW saying it will not be televised; it will not be available. So if you want to see it, you got to go. Uh, TNT Championship match. Darby Allen will be facing the winner of a battle royal earlier in the night. Uh, the Young Bucks and Brandon Cutler versus Death Triangle. Cody Rhodes versus Ethan Page. Kenny Omega and Michael Nakazawa versus Matt and Mike Seidel. Sheeta, Conti, and Red Velvet versus Allie, Nyla, Rose, and Britt Baker. Jade Cargill in action. Orange Cassidy in action. Jurassic Express and Dante Martin versus The Pinnacle with Wardlow. Eddie Kingston versus Cesar Bizanoni. And that's it. So it's interesting that they would announce a card like that for a house show. It's interesting. Yeah. So it's, I'm curious about this. Like, you know, as soon as the fact that they announced a house show, the, the, the internet exploded. Oh, Cody, his tweet before was, this is WrestleMania. This is WWE's week. It's WWE's week. It wasn't in Tampa guys. Like there's infinite promotions that are running in Florida this week. We'll be down there to watch them. So the fact that they're right in their backyard. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to run a show because there's a whole ton of wrestling fans. They didn't do what impacts trying to do which (laughs) run on top of mania, but there's a whole bunch of people in Florida, sell some tickets, get some exposure, see some guys like 
I don't know. I don't expect anything uh, world changing to come out of this show because, like, they know you got to make money with your surprises and stuff like that. I mean, I'm sure the show's canon. I know that they're going to count wins and loss, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, you know, it's one of those things where we talked about it, whether or not it made sense for us to go since we'll be in Tampa. It just doesn't. It's three and a half hours away. So that puts you seven hours in the car that day when you could be watching uh, the GCW Collective or IWTV. Uh, you know, there's there's tons of wrestling that's going to be happening right in Tampa. So, well, there's a wrestle. You got a wrestle fest going on, and all kinds of other stuff. You got Josh Barnett's blood sport. Like, yep. It, everybody in wrestling is going to be in Florida, essentially, unless you're in Japan. It, yep. the, the whole the whole world is going to be there. All right, so let's talk about tonight. As far as I know, nothing uh, released about what's going to be on AEW Dark tonight. That could have changed since we went on the air here, but I don't have any matches for that. Impact, it is the final Tuesday episode of Impact Wrestling. Uh, James Storm versus Eric Young. It's James Storm's 1,000th match, and apparently Eric Young gets injured in it, and he's going to be out for six to nine months. So that's what the internet is saying. Interesting. Ace Austin and Madman Fulton versus TJP and Josh Alexander. Larry D versus Sammy Callahan. Suicide versus Brian Myers. Rohit Raju and Hernandez versus Falaba and Shara on Before the Impact. So that's Impact tonight. NWA Power tonight. The Pope, Elijah Burke, he's going to be facing off against Fred Rosser. As I mentioned earlier, he's defending the television championship. Also, Thunder Rosa's in action. So There's the NWA. Yeah, on the NWA. Fight TV. CCW Alive. Uh, we mentioned CCW earlier, but the South American Alliance is defending the CCW tag titles against the Cha-Cha Juggernauts. I've had three out of the four people involved in that match on this show, so I thought it thought it was worth mentioning. Also, you might want to watch because there might be a little something on there that looks familiar today. Wait a minute. The Juggernaut hasn't been on the show. The rest of them have. The rest of them have. Right, three out of four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cha-Cha Charlie has been. Mm-hmm. All right, so Dynamite this week. We have a pretty loaded uh, loaded lineup. I do want to mention Al Carl went uh, 13 for 13 on his AEW Dark Elevation predictions yesterday. So, Well, he is an avid fan, so <laughs> I'm not surprised. Well, it was, it was funny. As I, yesterday during the show, it was like, everybody always says it's really predictable, so why don't you take a shot? And so I'll do that with him periodically to see if we can uh, – stump him on a match or something yeah i mean most of wrestling in the world is predictable yeah if we look if we take a look at it overall more than 50 percent of the matches that you watch on tv if you're any sort of wrestling fan of that product you can probably book right from there from your house right the surprises and the angles and the flips and stuff like that that's the, that that's the meat that's the reason yeah. why we watch yeah nyla rose and take conti being the kind of the exception last week right no 100 that i don't think i don't think that most people would have booked would have would have gotten that. I certainly wouldn't have. Also, Bronson Reed defeating LA Knight in LA Knight's first real match. <laughs> you know, it was kind of another one the same night. But exactly. But yep. those were the only two. Yep. Both both shows. Uh, we have Cesar Benoni versus John Moxley. That was recently added. Um, in in speaking of matches that you can tell who's going to win before it gets going. So. Well, I don't know. You got Ryan Nemeth, who's like creating a stable, and he's got JD Drake that he introduced last week, who's you know like a trevor murdoch clone sort of um an interesting dude he looked like i don't know trevor murdoch a little bit of eugene a little bit of festus all in one so ryan nemeth seems like he's building a little faction on the side so all right all right uh, so you're building a case that cesar benoni could beat john moxley tonight 
I mean, I, I like Cesar Benoni a lot. For the rest of the show. <laughs> he came over. We could see. I don't know. You got to suspend disbelief a little bit. It's wrestling. Uh, Moxley mm. probably going to win. Although, Eddie Kingston's got a. Looks like he's avenging a potential loss in the predetermined house show match next yeah, week. Possibly. Yeah. So who yeah. knows? Okay. We have a we have a possibility of a storyline here. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Do you want to bet thirty dollars on it? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So Al brings up a great uh, question, and um, it's related to counterbooking. Do we think AEW is going to try to counterbook Takeover next week, or are they just going to go on with their show and get the viewers that they get? I think they're going to put the best show possible. I, I think. I, I don't think they. I don't think they internally change anything to specifically counterbook against it. But I would say that it's probably going to be a strong show, if for no other reason than they're going to want to sell as many tickets to that house show as they possibly can two days later. So I think that it's super important that this show has some storylines and some touch things that make people want to go to that house show because I think they want to put as many humans in that building as they possibly can. Um, specifically counterbooking, I don't know. We'll see. It. It. A lot of that depends on what show, comes. We're going to be there. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. We're going to be live in the crowd. So hope I hope yes is the answer. Since I can't be at Takeover which we would be if they sold human tickets. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be at AW instead live in Florida. Um, so I hope that's the case. Yeah. If, I mean, you'll be able to know by the end of the show this week, if that's the case, because yeah. you'll see a heavyweight match or you'll see all the titles are on the line on a Wednesday, at, you know, if we whatever they Kenny want to call Omega it, April fool's clash or whatever we want to say it yeah. is, you know, like if it's Kenny Omega versus Cody or Kenny Omega versus MJF or something like that next week, then Without a doubt, yes. <laughs> I don't know if they will, though. I think I think it'll be a strong card, like you said. I don't know if it'll be counter booking level. And they're they're in the middle of so many storylines that it doesn't feel like any finality here. It really feels like they're building towards the next pay per view, which isn't too far away. Um, I I yeah, they they will go. They're gonna go hard for that show live, obviously. Um, and you know they want to have a send off for NXT. That's says sure see you later. All right, let's uh, let's finish up here with uh, this week's lineup: Cody versus QT Marshall with Arn Anderson as the referee. You can't get me out of this story fast enough. QT Marshall <laughs> is not exciting to me. He hasn't ever been exciting to me. There was a time when I thought him and Dustin were going to be just tag team. Like they tried to write the weird bunny thing, and like they've got him sandwiched into this thing. Like this can't get off TV quick enough for me. I just do not find it entertaining, and I'm worried that QT is going to linger around is this behind the scenes thing and like i, I think I'm, the idea here is to build qt up a little bit and then have one of these guys like lee johnson or aaron solo beat him that's sure that, that's the thought i have that's perfectly fine i mean yeah. my my hope is that like cody goes off and does his paternity leave and they're like it's a who shot jr moment like he's got a whole bunch of people that dislike him sean spears Sean Spears, MJF, Lance Archer, and a million other people, and hopefully we see him laying in a in a heap, and he's written off the show for a little while. We give everybody a non-Cody segment to go with for a little bit. He does this <laughs> thing as a dad? Like I got to watch the reality show now. All right, <sighs> we're writing specifically for John Smith now. Um, okay, let's run through the rest of this dynamite card: Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers versus Lucha Bros and Laredo Kid. Christian Cage making his uh, wrestling debut against Frankie Kazarian. Tay Conti and Sheeta versus oh, wait a minute. Tyler Christian, Rowe. I'll come back. Christian, 
Christian Cage, Frankie Kazarian. We've got history here. The last time they were in the ring together, December 3rd, 2007. Do you remember the match? No. I bet you don't. It was Frankie Kazarian, Booker T, Eric Young, Kevin Nash, and Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles, Kurt Angle, Robert Roode, Tyson Tomko, and Christian. Okay. Big match. And then the last singles match they were against each other was at Genesis. It was a ladder match. Actually, Kaz won that match against Christian Cage. So they've got history. We're going back to 2007 since the last time they stepped in the ring together, but they're very familiar. They had a hell of a run against each other just before the end. So we also have Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy versus Kip Sabian Miro in the arcade anarchy match and MJF's gift to the pinnacle. Thoughts on what that could be? Maybe, I don't know. Uh, Marco Stunt wrapped up. <laughs> really tightly with some bandages or something like that. I bet it's not ill-fitting shirts or jackets. <laughs> probably not. It could literally be anything at this point. It's probably not a picture or portrait of Tully. Got uh, a lot be. of potential surprises that we could see here. Um, could be rings. Could be a fresh pair of could shoes. Probably watches. Could be watches. Yeah. You never know. It could be top hats because they're the pinnacle. There you go. Um, I do think this Tay Conti and Hikaru Shida versus the bunny and Nyla Rose. We could have a women's title match spin out of that for next week. They yeah, could go so, quickly to that. So the pairing's a little bit weird for me, right? We've got Vicky and we've got Matt's new stable kind of yep. teaming up together here. And Tay Conti's on a on a really nice run um, with the Dark Order support in the background. Um, who knows? Maybe that was in AEW. Maybe uh, right. Um, maybe that was Anna Jay's spot and Tay's kind of moved into that. I don't know. I like Tay's a good wrestler. She does a good wrestler. We'll we'll see. It should be a good match. I mean, it's interesting that they're going back with Allie and they're putting her in the ring to wrestle some more. So um, I'm not sure. There's no shortage of women on the roster right now, and we got more coming back. So hopefully, hopefully it's something that's good that spins out of it. Okay, and that's dynamite. We also have MLW's big show. Never say never next. Uh, no, this Wednesday. Uh, Jacob Fatu versus Calvin Tankman, Myron Reed versus Daivari, grudge match of Jordan Oliver versus Simon Gotch, and I just barely, at 10.34, so a minute ago, got the press release from Major League Wrestling that Ray Flores joins the MLD, MLW broadcast team for Never Say Never. So there you go. Exciting. Yeah. Ray Flores' voice has been synonymous with some of combat sports' greatest title fights. There you go. That should be good. And then um, we had a Hammerstone versus Mortez match set, set up for April 14th. That should be very good as well. Last week's show was pretty solid. Um, if you didn't watch the Von Erichs versus Team Filthy, that was a really good match. Seven minutes, 40 seconds, and an interesting match. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't see Calvin Tankman beating Fatu. I don't see anybody in MLW beating Fatu for a long time. So, um, it's going to be a good show. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So I think we covered it. We've done everything we need to do today. Sounds good. Except for one thing. What's up? Trivia time. Hooray! I'm feeling pretty good about your chances, though, today. So <laughs> what's trivia you... about today? Uh, it's uh, Full Gear 2019. Oh, I was there. You were there. So the pressure is kind of on, right? 
We'll see if I can remember it. I don't know. My memory's kind of shot. I've got a little Matt Riddle to me. <laughs> okay, Proud and Powerful got a win on this card. Who did they defeat? Your choices are the Young Bucks, Private Party, SCU, or Jurassic Express. SCU. It was the Young Bucks. It was the Young Bucks. All right, so let's see. Speaking of SCU, let's go to them next. SCU defended the tag team championships against two teams in a triple threat. Who were the two teams? The Lucha Bros and Jurassic Express, Lucha Bros and Private Party, Jurassic Express and Private Party, or was it the Bushwhackers and Strike Force? What was the last one? Bushwhackers and Strike Force. I just wanted to make you say that again. Yeah. Uh, triple threat match. Triple Lucha threat Bros. match for SCU, Lucha Bros, and who else did you give me for with those two? So Lucha Bros and Jurassic Express or Lucha Bros and Private Party? Lucha Bros and Jurassic Express. <sighs> Lucha Bros and Private Party. Sure you were there? No. <laughs> oh, for two. Okay. Riho won uh, was the AEW World Women's Championship and she champion and she defended it against this woman. Was it Chris Statlander, Nyla Rose, Emmy Sakura, or Britt Baker? Britt Baker. Emmy Sakura. Okay. 0 for 3. Killing it today. Mm -hmm. The American was there live. So Yeah, right. So you didn't have the benefit of hearing JR's commentary, kind of sinking it in. um, Where was the what was the venue for this one? This was the Arena in Baltimore. Baltimore. Okay. The American Nightmare, Cody, lost to Chris Jericho which meant he could never challenge for the AEW World Championship again. How did he lose? Oh, Your choices best, are. His best friend threw in the towel. MJF threw in the towel. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, that's correct. I won't go through the really creative ways I had for Cody to lose the match for your multiple choice, but MJF threw in the towel. Correct. Okay, and we just had a lights-out unsanctioned match on Dynamite between Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. As we know, that doesn't count toward the record books. What two men main-evented Full Gear 2019 and then a lights-out unsanctioned match, and who won? Well, there wasn't any fireworks. It wasn't a death match, but it was Kenny Omega and John Moxley. And John Moxley won the match. He did. He did. So two for five. So. At a show that I was at live. Sorry, Hawkins man. all the time. All right. Let's see. I think I have the uh, the updates here. So you'll be 14 for 25. It looks like John Smith is going to run away with it this week, but John DeCani has to put up the challenge uh, tomorrow. See if, if I'm John actually – those guys are actually playing basketball and I'm playing golf. So that's Okay. Well, you're going to win then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Before we get out of here, let's tell some people about some things. The Drop Kick T-shirt. It's still March. This is still our shirt for the month. Check out the new Drop Kick T-shirt. It's twenty bucks. Shirts steal of a deal. Uh, comes in the super soft style with no upcharge. All sizes are the same price. Twenty dollars. It includes your shipping. It supports a great artist and minutes to bell time. So do pick up a shirt. Join Joey Jarzanka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Friday nights for the primetime rundown. We take you through the world of sports. The show kicks off at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. 
in episode 47 of the Essential Wrestling Podcast returns this Tuesday. Al Carl hosts alongside John Smith, myself, John DeCani, uh, Gary Maheffi, uh, return for another week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. That's tonight at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And then on April 10th, Essential Wrestling Podcast's WrestleMania special. Before you watch Hardcore Justice, before you watch WrestleMania Night 1, join Al Carl, John Smith, and John DeCani for the Essential Wrestling Podcast's WrestleMania special. They're going to walk you through the two-night event, providing their analysis, making their picks for all of the matches. You won't want to miss it April 10th at noon. In the Daily Wrestling News Show, we'll be back tomorrow with John DeCani, and we're here every day, Monday through Thursday at 10 a.m. Travis, that's a show. That's it. Taco Tuesday today. I'll be at Taco Darrow, minority-owned business in uh, downtown Rochester, getting my tacos on time to make sure that I can get back here for the 6 o'clock star for a Central Wrestling Podcast. Dapperly dressed Gary Maheffi is going to run me down some NXT stuff. We'll probably talk about Drew. It'll be exciting. I'll get to hear your takes on what we just talked about, and we'll see if it's better or worse than what I said. And then everybody else on the show is going to be a lot of fun. That's my Tuesday in a nutshell. Very good. Very good. So have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace.